Hello, um, this is Conversations with Chelsea. This is literally just conversations with me. Um, I am introducing my roommate, DG. Uh, he's going to be doing this regularly with me. Holla, holla. Is that, like, I don't know, I took a hiatus and then, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, we're not going to dive off into that. Um, but I thought it would be a really good introduction to him if we read our cosigns, I talked him into, cause he doesn't really believe in astrology, but we were talking about how, um, like he, like we have a couple of mutual friends that are the same sign and they have some of the same tendencies. And he brought that, you know, to my attention and I was like, oh, okay, well let's talk about it. And so like, we were just, you know, chit chatting about signs and whatnot. And I was interested to see um, how he would feel about his chart if he did a cosign. So I felt like that would be a good intro um, to uh, my co-host of um, the show. Anyway, uh, take, um, yeah, take it away. <laughs> All right. Like she said, my name is DG. Howdy. Um, I, I'm not too keen on astrology. Uh, honestly, normally when people talk about it, I kind of like, you know, drift off and daydream about other shit. Uh, however, whenever I do mention what my sign is, I tell people I'm a Scorpio and first thing out of the mouth is always, oh my God, you're a Scorpio. I've not one time ever met anyone who is happy to meet a Scorpio for some reason. They're toxic. I don't. Scorpios are toxic. I've never met. A t I've never met a Scorpio that's not toxic. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. But uh, I did do, I did my chart while we were setting up. I have not read this yet. Uh, so as I read it, we're both learning something about myself. Uh, scroll here real quick. All right. Sun and Scorpio. It's in your fourth house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through your home and family. The sum of the terms your ego, identity, and role in life is the core of who you are and is a sign you're most likely already to know. Your sun is in Scorpio, meaning you have a fundamental urge to get to the bottom of things, which can at times lead you to be manipulative and power hungry. But it comes down to an intense passion for authenticity, real intimacy, and the truth. I don't feel like that's a Scorpio thing. I think that's like, especially like, what what was it? Like seeking authenticity and intimacy. Like, I think that's just what everyone wants. I think yeah. everyone seeks it. That's kind of like a- Well, no, I, I don't know. Like there's some people that don't really, like that's, they're not really- Well, yeah, there's a lot of people who are like not really authentic. Like a lot of people copy and paste whatever they see like on social media well, and, or Facebook. And or, for that as well, like there's some people that's not really um, intimate either. Like there's not a lot fair. of intimate people out here either. So, I mean, whereas some, like some people want it or, you know- some people don't, and some people just don't have the capability. I'm, st I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still skeptical as hell because, like, there the people who aren't. Well, no, I guess that's not fair to say the people who aren't looking for intimacy. I had a, I had a sexual partner that like was not. He was not an intimate person. Like he was not intimate. I'm 
ridiculously intimate. I love all the cuddling and all that shit. Yeah. The fucking best. Um, moon and Virgo. The moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. This is likely the sign you think you most think of yourself as since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Your moon is in Virgo, meaning your emotional self is analytical, responsible, and pacifying. A bundle of nerves, you struggle with the need to be pure that may come out in self-sacrificing or nitpicking tendencies. A bundle of nerves, you struggle with the need to be pure. Man, this this honestly, so the struggle to need to be pure, I the first thing that comes to my mind is like, whenever I think about hitting on a woman, like at a bar or at a, like a store mm. or something, like in my mind, this is the creepiest shit in the world that I'm attempting to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I can't wrap my mind past a random stranger approaching someone with the hopes of like, now establishing something more than just two passing strangers in a moment. You know, the idea the idea of getting past this random person becoming somewhat of a fixture of my life, that is baffling to me. Like, Well, that's why when you approach, I mean, I don't know, like you just, I don't believe in like love at first sight or anything like no, that. But I mean, like, I don't know, like, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, you make friends every day. Yeah, but like the idea of, I'm, I'm going to meet this person, and at the very least, I'm going to have contact with this person for an extended amount of time in my life. This person is now accessible in my life. But that happens, that happens, like, every, like, in every setting, though. Like, I mean, at work, you're meeting random-ass people, and you're working with them. You're seeing these random-ass people every fucking day and that's why i'm okay with that like in a situation where you're subjected to have to like interact with someone all the time it's easier to like make that transition as opposed to like literally you know some person you met at the supermarket earlier in the day like oh he's kind of cute give him my number yeah like that the idea behind that drives me insane like, you've never looked at anybody and was like oh man i'm gonna be your friend i've yeah no i definitely have and it that's gives the me, same concept yeah, but it gives me anxiety to right. to attempt to try it you know like that's so weird like imagine being you know especially in 2021 imagine being a woman you know just minding home business in a supermarket right uh-huh. and all of a sudden some random guy who i assume everyone initially <laughs> thinks that if a guy is approaching a woman he's automatically looking for something yeah that in itself is probably what gives me more anxiety about the situation than anything else yeah i well i mean in situations like that it's probably harder to make friends like that but i mean a lot of people i feel like now everybody's a fucking freak so you know what i mean so like i mean even now like if, if a woman comes up i've been aggressively hit on by women i've been aggressively you know? hit on by men yeah <laughs> So, I mean, like, it's like nobody's, nobody's safe from the fuckery. <laughs> but even, no. oh, actually, yeah. And it was that, especially that, um, I told you about the guy who, like, approached me while I was next to the dance floor. And he, like, grabbed me by my arm trying to get me to come with him oh to the God. bar. It was like, especially after that moment, I was like, nope. Mm-mm. If you think it was hard for me to approach women now. Yeah. Oh, no. Never again. I, no. Hell and no. And this was the day. That he decided he was going to be celibate for eternity. I mean, <laughs> he will never approach another woman again. 
scary, man. I, don't know, <laughs> I wish we had <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> a little sound effect log, like, like <laughs> right? First, a piano. Shit. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Ascendant and Leo. Oh, Ascendant and Leo. Ascendant okay. and Leo. Okay. Your Ascendant is the mask you present to people. Oh, okay. okay. I, I do like wearing masks. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. Some say it becomes less relevant as you get older. It changes every two hours. So if it doesn't make sense, text your mom to confirm your birth time. Your ascendant in Leo, your ascendant is in Leo, meaning you come across as bright, good-natured, and magnetic. But he's not. Bruh. He is a dick on our neck. <laughs> Like, that's exactly what I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> Your energy makes you seem either like a know-it-all or a live wire, but always a center yeah. of attention. That's 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 how I met an ex. Huh? That's how I met an ex. What? Like the, the whole center of attention. The, uh, at, you, on UC campus, there's a a food court, Dobe Mall, and all my friends used to meet there. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day. Mind you, my my ex at the time, we were, we didn't even know each other. She was a student, and she's playing Yu-Gi-Oh with some of my friends, and mm-hmm. they're letting you know they're letting her beat them, you know, right? For so for one, they're letting her beat her. She knows that they're letting her win, but whatever. And I show up, and their attention immediately went from her to me, and she said that was the moment that she like, that was what did it for her, uh, and then I proceeded to thoroughly wax her in Yu-Gi-Oh. No mercy, no mercy in the dojo at all. Um, damn. Also, when you said, "But he's a dick underneath," like, yeah, yeah, I do come <laughs> off as good natured, but I, I can't. I do have dickish tendencies. Yeah, I, I can admit that, but it's a defense mechanism, I believe. I've been, I've, I've had so many people be dicks to me in my life, and now I'm just like, I'm gonna just. Go ahead and beat you to the punch real quick. Beat a bop, bop, me bop. Yep. Yeah, no, I feel that. Stay ready, ain't gotta get ready. Stay ready. All right, Mercury and Sagittarius. This makes sense since my birthday is the last day of Scorpio. Okay. Um, Mercury determines how you communicate, talk, think, and process information. It also indicates how you learn. It is the mind's planet. Your Mercury is in Sagittarius meaning your intellect is expansive, boundary-pushing, and independent. Through your sincere and irrelevant curiosity about everything, you have a critical opinion of most things. Does that mean I'm judgmental? I feel like that means I'm no, judgmental. I feel like that means I'm judgmental. I mean, I, is, yeah, I mean... Well, I guess it can be interpreted as judgmental, but... So I had this conversation with somebody not too long ago, but would you say be like, would you say being judgmental is a bad thing or would you say that it is, um, it's a positive thing? I I just think it depends on how you're being judgmental, what you're being judgmental about. Cause as you were saying that I was thinking about, I, I figured what you were going to say and it makes sense how it could be perceived as something that's good. It's not necessarily judgmental at that point. I feel like it's more of a critiquing. I feel like there's a difference between being judgmental and um, being judgmental. There's a difference between being that uh, critiquing or constructive criticism. And then also um, 
basing decisions or, or basing judgments off of previous experiences. So I feel like there's like three different ways to be quote unquote judgmental. And I think it's like, you know what I just, yeah. Which I think most people when they hear judgmental though, they automatically assume it's like, I'm not John John. Yeah. Like people who are like, you know, pointing their noses at you or some shit, you know? Yeah. Fucking, oh, I wouldn't wear that with those shoes. Like, that kind of type of judgmental is. I do be doing that sometimes, though. I do that sometimes, though. I, but do I don't too. I don't do it out, like, I don't, I don't, like, do it out in public and make nobody, like, feel bad about it. I'll just, like, lean over to, like, who's ever near me and be like, yo, I'm check only, this out. <laughs> I'm only judgmental about Yikes. clothing for one reason, though. And that's because I feel like once there's certain things, once you get to a certain age, that as an adult, you just should not wear. Like you should just have like when you're 22, 23, 24 and you're wearing like for men anyways, and you're wearing baggy sh- pants, you know, and you're, you know, you got your little fitted cap backwards, crooked to the side and shit. Like, you know, whatever. You're still but young. See, that's, I feel like that's, I feel like that's a double, that's a double standard because that's not like now, like, like it doesn't. I mean, I guess like when you get to a certain age, like an older woman, like, <clears throat> like when you're actually looking older, but I mean, like most of most women wear whatever they want now for the most part. It's so weird. I, I mean, yeah, women also probably. I don't pay too much attention to what women wear because again, I'm always paranoid that they think I'm staring, and that gives me anxiety really bad. That's mm-hmm. not a joke. <laughs> that was not a joke. I, even like when we were on the boat, I. DG terrified of women. I, no, I'm not terrified of women. I'm terrified of women thinking that I'm like ogling them. Yeah, yeah. Cause like I already, I already assume that most women will be ogled ninety percent of the day, and I do not want to contribute to that. Yeah, and I want them to know that I'm trying my hardest not to contribute to that. But like even I, with, yeah, I also think that I also think that living with me like has helped. And you see, well, I think that it. I feel like it makes your anxiety a little bit worse. <laughs> oh, because I hear firsthand, like. Inside the, the average by the day way, of a guys. Woman. By the way, guys. I started a Twitter. <laughs> I started a Twitter, and it is called the Tender Chronicles. Um, and it is literally just the first entryway of men sliding in my DMs or hitting me up on Tinder or other dating apps. Um, and I just literally turn it into what looks like an inspirational poster. Uh, I love it. I don't even care if I don't even have any followers on it. Like, I think I'm up to like, I don't know how many followers I have. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. <clears throat> I have, I have 12 <laughs> followers. Yes. We're almost there. <laughs> yes. We're making it big time. Help, baby. Us, help us reach 20 by the end of the week. <laughs> 20, 20, 20. Oh man! Um, Ooh, actually, yeah. Help us reach twenty-one by the end of the week. Twenty-one by the end of the week. Um, that's that's if anyone actually listens to this uh, podcast. <laughs> if you're listening, why are you not on Twitter right now? Following? No, there is this girl at work. I didn't even realize that like it had reached anyone, but there is. Uh, I have a coworker. His wife like came up to me one day and she was like, "Oh my god, Tender Chronicles, the best thing. It's bringing me." life and she's like i literally have just been telling everybody about it and it's it's really funny um but anyway yeah i've gotten a lot of good a lot of good feedback on it it's really funny and it you know i love it keeps it. me from being bored because the only reason why i ever get on tinder is because i'm bored 
And then I end up in, you know, I end up like, you know, fucking around with a whole bunch of fuck boys and not really like, I mean, but you know what I mean? I like I just, that. I end up like just off track. You might as well just keep yourself entertained. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's just, it's just not, ugh, ugh. I don't know. It's just like, I don't like being social like that. Like tender is the fucking worst, but I would definitely sacrifice myself for some good, the Tinder Chronicles, Twitters, <laughs> tweets, <laughs> tweet Twitters. I don't I know have, how to speak. I even have a problem with like on like Tinder, which apparently this whole time I'm like, no, it's not a hookup app. It's a dating app. <laughs> no, it's Everyone's definitely. looking for real love on there. And then fucking apparently everyone's not nothing. No one's looking for shit. Some people don't even like communicate. They just want to see who they can match with. That's retarded. Well, um, I mean, I, I get I I get it. I mean, like, it's like a, I don't know. Some people just do it for attention. I literally just do it because I'm bored. And I think I just, that's why I find it so, like, God. I think that's why I think it's not dumb. That's not the word I want to use. But I think that's why I get so frustrated with, like, my time on Tinder. Because I feel like everyone else is just there, like. Everybody, that, everybody's just there because they're bored. Yeah. Everybody, like, it's literally just, it's literally just a way to occupy people's time. Yeah. But we're going to take, like, a little intermission and be back. <laughs> And we are back. Um, so I turn 30 tomorrow. Mm, six hours. Six minutes. Six hours? Six hours, six minutes. Oh, shit. Well, I turn 30. And I don't know. This has been like an emotional birthday for me. Just because like I feel like I've gotten like, I don't know. I moved down here to Austin when I was 26. I just turned 26. And then um, I moved down here by myself. Like this was my first time. Like I left my husband and it was just me down here. And then I just kind of like built everything up. I was just thinking like of everything. Like I just like everything that I have, like i like I, I did that. I brought that. I don't know. It's been really emotional, but I was asking, I, I say all of that just cause like, I was wondering, like, did you have, cause you're older than me. How did you, how did you feel about your thirties when you turned? I was hyped about my thirties when I turned 29. Oh, but, I'm stupid excited about my thirties. Like when I turned 29, I was like, shit, <laughs> I'll be 30 next year. Like literally on my birthday, I remember telling myself like, I'll be, I'll be, that's that's the only way this I time next it. year I'll be 30 yeah right I don't know I just I feel like my 30s are gonna be lit as fuck so, like I I feel like I struggled in my 20s like a bitch so it wasn't until these last few months like leading up to your 30th birthday that I didn't give like age like well I didn't give like how my life has gone like from from my 20s to my 30s like I'd never given that any thought because everything for me has been like just one big blur. Like every day has felt like the same day for so long. Oh my God, not that you're Squidward in that one episode. Honestly, right? Where he like keeps waking up and getting the canned bread and riding his bike and playing clarinet over and over again. Yeah, basically playing the goddamn clarinet every day for the last two years. Jeez. Because uh, again, like I said, it wasn't until these last few months when you had put so much emphasis on like making the transition from your 20s to your 30s and like... I talked to one of my coworkers recently and I told her like, 
I'm going to use a good chunk of my 30s to kind of like rest a bit, you know? Like I'm going to, I, I know what it is that like I Like you're going to build. Yeah. Yeah. I, I use the wrong word with her, but I'm, I'm going to not dedicate so much unnecessary energy to other things mm-hmm. that don't need it this year. Well, for the next few years, honestly. Yeah. Like I want to hit the, once I start on the right path for pro wrestling, like I want to hit the ground running once I've like, because I already know within the next three years or so, if I'm not continuously wrestling, then mm-hmm. I'm going to step down from active wrestling. If I am continuously wrestling, then by the time I'm 38, I want to be able to live off of wrestling. If I'm not living off of wrestling, I will step down from active wrestling. And then I want, by the time I'm 40, I'm either living off of wrestling comfortably mm-hmm. or I've opened my own wrestling school by then. Those are my- Dude, three. I can see you. I can see you totally owning your your own wrestling school. I feel like you have enough patience for it. You know what I mean? Like there's- I, I I really I can see you doing that too. I can also see you. I mean, I can see you wrestling as well. But I was just saying, like, I can. I those are both really good options. I've, so I've thought about it too, especially like, like actually, I was just talking to Tay last night about this. But I don't own a lot of things, and mm. weirdly enough, most wrestlers who are living off of wrestling for a while, anyways, are living out of a suitcase. Yeah, you yeah, because all they're doing is like moving around. Yep, just traveling state to state, wrestling, 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 appearances, 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 until you get you know signed, of course, and you're mm-hmm. you you are getting paid to wrestle more and you're, you know, you can settle down and just travel from home. Yeah. Make money when you make money or however it works for that level of pro wrestling. Cause I haven't made it that far yet. Yeah. I feel like I'm repeating my first year every single year at this goddamn place I work at. Oh I've, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm regressing more than progressing. And it's only because of where I work. And my brother recently, I don't know if I told you this, my brother mm-hmm. recently started not working for, but working with one of the biggest wrestling promotions Nice. in the world. Not just nice. Texas, not just the country. One of the biggest wrestling promotions in the world. He's done, I think it's three or four matches for them. And the only difference between me and my brother, we both started training the same day. We both have been wrestling going on 10 years now. The only difference is he has weekends off. Mm, yeah and, and i told this to my boss and she was like well you know what is your brother or blair 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 and i'm like well the only difference between me and zach is that he gets weekends off that's why he's been able to like go to you know st louis go to oklahoma yeah. go to florida i was yeah i was talking to my friend um earlier today about uh i was possibly thinking about going back to school just so i can make a little bit extra money like or you know just a little more money than what i'm making now that way i can you know i can live comfortably enough to do what i love you know outside of just outside of work like yeah. i want to work so i can live i don't want to live so i can work like i don't want to fall in love with it and that's what's so crazy is i was i was raised with the mentality of you are what you work you know what i mean like you have to have a prestigious job you have to do yeah you have to do something worthwhile with your job in order to amount to anything and i think that that's why i haven't like that's why i don't really click a lot with my families because they have that mentality and i don't like I want to work so that I can live comfortably enough to do things I love outside of work. Like I want, I don't even, you know, I, like I do comedy. I, I do, you know, a little stand up here and there and I do a little improv, you know, uh, here and there. And, you know, I want to be able to work and live comfortable enough so that my mind is at least at ease financially to where that's not always such a big burden. Cause I don't have anything to fall back on. A lot of people don't, 
you know? And so I, and that's a big thing. Like, especially for me, like I don't have the capacity to hide my mental state. Like I don't, I like, I don't, we all, all of my friends know this. Like I can keep my mouth shut that I can never fix my fucking face. <laughs> and I mean, that's either, that's a good thing. And that's a bad thing. But like when I'm stressed out, I can't hide it. And like, and it makes it really difficult for me to oh, perform. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody me this morning. Oh man. No, it, I have the, I, I can't say if I, I, well, I, I think recently I've started to call it a problem, but I have the opposite problem. Mm. I am a lot of the time really good at hiding my face, especially in situations where like, I know I just don't want to cause waves. Cause I just, I, I try to keep everyone else's comfort in mind as often as I possibly can. Uh, but yeah, like even with mostly work related, of course, like I don't, like I, I have this weird feeling in my soul that my boss knows that I am not happy. However, since I have not made it apparent that I am not happy, I think she's just like gonna ignore it until it comes up. And I, until I've had enough, until the day where she finally like confronts me about some shit, until that day, I will just, I keep it bottled up. Mm. But I know the day she's like. See, I couldn't do that. Like, I was miserable at Big Commerce. I even told my, I probably shouldn't even name drop. <laughs> my bad. I was, I was miserable at my last job. Like, I, like, I even told my managers that. I was like, bro, like, this thing is like, this is, like, I'm just riddled with fucking anxiety. I, there's nothing worse than being stuck at a job that you do not like, like you just cannot, like, it's one thing. I feel like for a majority of people that work every day, like they, they go into work and you either really fucking hate it or you're just like, Oh my God, ugh, I don't feel like going into work. But once you get there, like, it's, it's like, okay, okay like, all right, now. we're here. Like that's, that's where I'm at. Like, I feel like that's as good as it's going to ever get job wise, because I don't want to work. I don't want to work. I don't want to work. I was not made to work. I don't want to work. There is not a dream job out here for me. There's not something that I want. I don't want to work this. I don't like if I ever had a dream job, it would be something like writing for a show or performing, mm -hmm. you know, something that I enjoy doing, doing, but outside of that, absolutely the fuck not there is no dream career that i want i don't want to work it's it's weird because like one of my biggest gripes about work has always been that there's no end goal but even then like the end goal for my job like even if there was like a way to like get a retirement plan and you know medical mind you my job provides none of this stuff no health benefits no sick days no paid vacation no anything you're just working there until you die there's a lady who actually recently left 14 years she's been there 14 years her last day was just her last day and that was it god damn now she's just gone like she doesn't have any retirement or anything right with the bingo hall no like yeah. luckily she, when she was younger she's like 70 something so when she was younger she retired you know working for the state and shit but the last 14 years that she's dedicated to the bingo hall she has nothing to show for it and i approached my boss one day i told her you know hey i've been been doing bingo for 10 years you know i could do bingo another 10 20 years make you know decent enough money but at the end of it i would have nothing to show for it and she's like well if you just saved her money better then you don't have to worry about it. What, what the fuck who wants to do that yeah well i mean it's hard to save money when you're fucking like right now it's like there's not you're either 
poor or you're rich. There's no in between right, anymore. There's no in between anymore. There is no you either have money or you're or you're borrowing. Yeah, it. or you're just making you're just making ends meet. Yeah, you're borrowing it. You're like I tell people all the time. Like I feel like my fucking bank account is goddamn the Atlanta airport because it's just nothing but. Just connecting flights. Like just my money is going from one place yeah, to my bank account for a, just a little bit. And then it's, it's it dispersing like a to a whole bunch of Yes, It's like, hey, right? bitch. Just take a say that you have this is money. what you did. Okay, bye. And it's, it's like, like, it's like oh, a receipt fuck. from work. <laughs> it's like, this is a receipt showing you it's how, like, this the is how much. Yeah, this is how much time you've given us. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. This is how much time you've spent um, sitting, doing this job, providing services for other people. This is what you've been doing. Anyway, um, <laughs> 14 of your work. hours of your week went to this bill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no, no, it's this. gotten to where it's gotten to where like when I purchase things like, okay, how many hours, how many, how many hours have I spent to be able to afford this? Like what, what, and that's what makes it so hard. Like when my truck gets messed up or like if somebody messes up something that's mine or like if or if like something you know if I lose something or if I fuck something up like it's just like how much time like I'm not losing money I'm losing time so two oh, things. and fuck. I think and I think that's why I've always been so okay with buying cheap shit because I won't mind getting rid of it because the time that I put into True. it especially with my job now the time that I put into my job versus the amount of money that I make is criminal borderline uh but I've always seen my time as expendable. Yeah. And that's why I've never cared. Oh, no. My time is precious. But. Uh, I hate my time being wasted. Ooh, that's a sure way to die. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but opposite <laughs> end, uh, I, I told a friend of mine one day, you know, we were walking through H-E-B or whatever. And I remember seeing something that was like $16. Now, I told her, I was like, imagine getting paid $8 an hour. That right there would cost you two hours of your day. Bruh, that's horrible. That's horrible. And that is our time. Boop, 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 boop. Superman.